When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is 77 WABC Sports. Here's Mike DiDino. Well, welcome to another episode of The Casual and the Connoisseur. I'm Phil Dixon, joined by Mike DiDino. We go. I wouldn't go that far. Um, so, uh, we're, we're... I don't like the name of the podcast. You should have said this last week. Because mostly because I can't pronounce it. It's, it's Casual not... and the Connoisseur? There's no D in it, it's just connoisseur. Connoisseur. Yeah. Does anybody know what that word actually a means? A lot of, most most human beings that are I don't above think the age of true. nine. I would go through, no, let's take word. a sample size, we can go through every single person that works we'll here. We'll do it afterwards, there's okay. no time now. Sorry. It can't, it can't just get up and do other things. I think I'm difficult to please. What are we talking about? I don't know. Go on. Sorry. All right. Anyway, so we're, we're just a couple days after the Super Bowl. We got. I guess we have to talk about that. Um, I'm going to rant. Like you've never we'll seen somebody there. rant in about uh, ten minutes. We have about five minutes, and then I don't want to talk about the NFL again until June. So. All right. I'm I'm cool with that. Uh, we got NBA post trade deadlines. So we have a lot of stuff on our plate. We can start with the NFL because it's fresh in our minds. Um, Super Bowl. What is that? Fifty-seven. Yeah. 57. I'm so I hate to get rid of the Roman numerals. Yes. Yeah, just say fifty-seven. There, there was a certain point where. Uh, this is kind of unrelated. There's a certain point in, in wrestling where they kind of just abandon the number of WrestleMania, and they just kind of say WrestleMania every year. Uh, they should start doing doing that with the Super Bowl, except with the Roman numerals. It's not well, one of these days you'll realize once you're not a sucker and a pawn that the NFL is out to get us, and that will be the theme <laughs> of this podcast. I, I don't the know. The NFL is duping us, and I'm I, sick and tired I'm of it. I'm just talking about the numbers. I know. We're getting duped again. Are, I guess. All right. You know, I'm with you there. We're getting duped on the numbers. The Roman numerals have to go. It's getting too confusing. I don't even understand the Roman. Does anybody get Roman numerals? Well, yeah, either? yeah. Again, most people okay. above the age of nine get it. Well, but I don't. What, it's it's kind of hard getting above. Like when you have sometimes the number go the letter goes before another letter. Yeah. And it means minus. Like if the if the V was before the L, that would be 45. It's just too much. So no, we're done. Uh, no more Roman numerals. I'm making that rule right now. Next year, 58. I'm writing it down like a piece of paper. Why? Okay. Um, so is that it? No more fo- Super Bowl talk. Stop, good? Come on, I have a. I, I really, okay. I'm really upset. Uh, really I'm, upset. And all right, let's let's. Uh, I could go transition. on for about a half hour on why I'm upset. Well, good thing we don't have that much time. The call. You're mad about the call. I'm furious. Furious about. All right, the wax call. poetic. Go go crazy with it. What's what's. All right. Well, you? the real problem is that we're all getting duped by the NFL, and <laughs> and I don't know why you're laughing. We're getting duped by the NFL. It's all being don't, one don't, all scam. Right. Look at the time that we put into watching the Super Bowl. We look at the time, the effort, the money that I put into the NFL you. season. Uh, it went from for you, it to you. end okay. like this on a questionable holding call. I mean, let's use logic for a second. Mm-hmm. Let's start from the beginning. Mm-hmm. First things first. You throw a penalty, a very, very, very questionable holding call that ah, just dictates the Super Bowl. Ah, who cares? It only dictates the Super Bowl. They didn't call hold. First of all, they didn't call holding call the whole entire game on either side, offensive or defense. No pass interference. No roughing the passers. They are letting the guys play all game for 59 minutes. They're letting the guys play all game, and then 
on a third down on an uncatchable ball, the ref has to put his foot into the game and ruin the Super Bowl by calling a holding play. It's unacceptable. It cannot happen anymore. There's too much money. There's too much time. There's too much dedication. There's too much blood, sweat, tears that go into football, that go into the Super Bowl for it yet again, another big NFL game, yet again to be dictated by a BS penalty. If you remember, it happened last season too. Bengals-Rams, same exact thing, third down, Rams are on the goal line, holding on another call, and yet again, we're all getting duped. When are we going to wake up? When are we going to make a change? I'm sick. I'm tired of the nonsense. So, okay, I thought the call was fine. And you're an idiot. And then, like, honestly, I, I can't even look at you if you're going to say that. How I, I is the fine. call fine? You, you are the problem with America. You are a problem. You shouldn't be allowed to talk about football ever again. How can you possibly sit here and explain to me, using logic, that that penalty should have been called well, to dictate the Super Bowl? Would you have called that in the first quarter? Probably not. Now it depends. If you called it in the first quarter, then you called it in the fourth quarter. Thanks, Phil. But they weren't calling it all game. And now you just call it with the game on the line on an uncatchable ball? There has to be common sense that you use. The Super Bowl is on the line. It is a, you can call holding. If you call holding on that play, you can call holding on every single play in every single game. And it's just going to continue to happen. Games, Super Bowls, championships, lives are going to continue to be dictated by penalties that can't be called. They cannot be called. There's going to be penalties. In the Super Bowl to dictate the winner of the Super Bowl, a phantom holding call that you cannot call. Once again, second straight season dictates the Super Bowl. And I'm not going to stand here, and I'm not going to deal with it anymore. I'm going to make a change. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Why are you yelling? There's many changes that you could be made, and I will go through them right now. I have one very logical explanation of how he can be changed. Stop watching football? <laughs> that is the first one. <laughs> okay. Because, I mean, if you think about the time, the effort, the money, the dedication that I poured into the money. NFL. Yeah, I mean, look at the Super Bowl parties we all had. Wings, the pizza, Doritos. stuffing well, my still, face with chips eat, still ate that, and wings, not? having a party, just throw drinking up all this for a game to be dictated on a... Holding call by a referee that once again puts his foot well, into the. No, nah, I'm not. I'm not with you. What do you mean? Uh, you still had the party. You still ate the food. Listen, the Super Bowl is a holiday. I guess it's pretty much a holiday at this point, and it was once again for the second straight season dictated by a penalty. It's unbelievable. So what happens? How do you make the change? What do you have to do? One very cool, very logical explanation: the refs can no longer make calls. The refs ever? No, the refs should be like. It's, if if you see how the MLB is changing this year, it's going to be electronic. You need to have a booth, people up in a booth, and they need to make the calls now. And then they radio down to the ref. All right, ref, holding fifty-eight, offside seventy-two, defensive pass in. The game is moving too fast. I don't even want to blame the refs because the game is moving too fast. It is impossible to see it in real time and make the call in real time. And we continue to have the sport, the outcome of Super Bowls, dictated by, quite frankly, BS. And I'm over it. And I'm not going to get over it like everybody else. I'm not going to wake up. I'm not going to go to work. And I'm not going to put this behind me because it's unacceptable. And I'm pissed. I am irate. And I really am. This is not an act. This is not a show. Shut up. I, I agree. Um, you agree? With, with No, with the shut up. Oh. Uh, listen, 
It's it happened. No, it doesn't. It can't happen. It will. It did. It can't happen. It anymore. did. It can't happen. Did it ever happen? Again. The game's over. It can't happen ever again. It's gonna happen again. The NFL's rigged. Odds are it's probably the NFL gonna is rigged. Odds are it's probably gonna happen You're again. You're getting next year. duped. I'm getting duped. Brad's getting duped. Chad's getting duped. Greg Kelly's getting duped. Bo Snurdly's getting duped. No, all right. We're all getting oh, duped. Okay, you went too far. Bo Snurdly cannot get duped. That's where we. That's where we got. Rita over. Cosby's getting duped. D- Frank Cos- Morano's getting duped. We all are getting duped, and I'm and I'm and I'm honestly sick and tired of it. And for anybody that thinks that was a penalty, you are wrong. You are flat out wrong. My my least favorite thing, easily in any sports di- discussion across any any sport, is always referee talk. I just hate talking about it. It's it, like there's it's an impossible job. It's 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 a tough job. It's extremely and it's unforgiving. No one ever thanks the refs. Why and, would you? They and, just ruined the Super Bowl for the second straight season. Well, a big thing in that game is a lot of people thought that the game was uh, was really well officiated. Oh that. yeah, they did a great job for 59 minutes, and then it ended. I I still th- I agree with the call. Yeah, you're an idiot. I agree. You're with wrong. It. I don't care what you say. Clearly not the official. You should be honestly. You should. The, the I official should leave. commission. You should leave, or I should leave. We shouldn't continue this conversation. And another thing, the field. I mean, the field. How could the field on the Super Bowl that you prepare for for two years not be up to par? I mean, what what is happening with the NFL? How does this continue to happen? How does the game continue to get ruined by nonsense that is preventable? How is the field not up to par? It was a grass field, too. How is the field not up to par? I need answers. Like, if it's turf, it's one thing if it's turf, it's a grass field. I don't, it's like, it's just maintenance, just keeping it up. What are you doing? I, I know very little about uh, landscaping uh, stadiums, so I can't really speak too much there. But, yeah, it was, it was obviously an issue. Both teams spoke out about it. Uh, it was a bunch of slips going left and right. Uh, and, and, and the gravy on top of all this is I got yet again suspended from Facebook. Yeah, that's probably the worst of everything. I'm just sick and tired of getting duped. We're oh, getting duped. Do you have anything else about the call? Is, is that it? What do you mean anything else? Like, Do you have, do you have anything else to add, or is it just going to be... Like just kind of the same thing. Uh, the, NFL- I, the, the call, I'm, I'm, I'm just sick. That's why. I, that's why I hate this stuff. We're not talking about what we should be talking about, which is the winners and the losers. Because there's no winners and losers. The, the only loser the winners- is every single person in the world. <laughs> because we were once no. again duped by the NFL into a historical game that was flat out ruined by an awful call. I mean, how can you sit here and tell me logically you don't call holding, you don't call pass interference? All game long. And then with the game on the line, a very borderline holding call, you throw a penalty to dictate the outcome of the Super Bowl. You can't logically sit me you can't logically ever sit here and convince me that was the right call. And that's all I got. So um, enough of the NFL. Roger Goodell is duping all of us. And that's it. And we're and everybody, the local guy like you, like Mike Garcia, like Greg Kelly, like Bo Snurdly, they're gonna go to work today. They're gonna go forget about this in a few days, maybe a week, a you month, went, nobody will talk about you it ever went to work again. Today. And I'm sick and tired of it. I'm just not going to get over it. There needs to be a change. The NFL needs to make a change or we're going to continue to have Super Bowls, NFC championships, divisional games, all these playoff outcomes dictated by BS. And I'm sick of it. I'm sick of it. So let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Will there ever be a moment in the NFL where the calls do happen and you'll be happy? If no, they're people, right. People are going to bitch and complain about referees no and matter what. you just cursed. As long, that's not a curse word. You said bitch. Bitched. Yeah, bitch and moan. That's, you're allowed to say that. It's very simple. The call needs to be right. There's too much money, time, effort, blood, sweat, and tears that go as, into an NFL as season. As long as there's human for it officials. To end, for it to end on a BS call. And with that, we're moving on. As, as, as long as there's always going to be human officials, there's always going to be human error. It can't that's be just human natural. officials. 
We'll get dogs on the case. No, you have to have people Golden from retrievers. a booth like you and I sitting here Those watching the game. There's still there's that call. Regardless, it, it's still a controversial call. Like I agree with. I, I think it's a holding call. You you don't. You're think wrong. See, that's not no. That's no, not, that's you not are wrong. Yes, no, it does. How it no, works. It's, it's it's an opinion. No, yeah, it's no, not no, an no, opinion. You are wrong. No, no, it's no. Not. You're flat out wrong. No, no, you cannot not. sit here and logically tell me that a Super Bowl should be dictated by a phantom holding call you, I mean, on you, an uncatchable ball. You There's no way. Said, you I don't even want to listen. I don't even want to listen to what you're saying. Call me whatever you want to call me. You're wrong. All right, let's move to the NBA. All right. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Uh, NBA trade deadline is over. We're kind of going in the scope of the second half of the season now. I mean, technically the second half already came through. We're like 50 games in. But, you know, the unofficial second half of the season is after the All-Star game. All-Star game is next weekend. Trade deadline is the last big thing that happens before that. The, the big one. I mean, we have to start out with the big fish. Kevin Durant's out of Brooklyn. Kyrie's out of Brooklyn. Kevin Durant shipped over to Phoenix. We, were, we talked about Kyrie last week. Because uh, it was a few days before the deadline, but then you know on Thursday the official trade Kevin Durant gets shifted at 1:30 in the morning. I woke up at two o'clock to go to work, 2 a.m. and uh, I I saw my no- notification. I saw a bunch of them, and I was like, like what even what just happened? I I didn't even have a reaction to it because I was I was so like. First off, well, it's not a total surprise to see him get traded. You had a, you had a somewhat expected. Yeah, that. yeah, but it's like that's like the one. That's that's the big trade where you, everything moves. I mean, immediately, right then and there, Kevin Durant becomes the best player to ever be traded midseason. No one, no one of this quality, except for maybe Harden a couple years ago when he got traded from Houston to Brooklyn midseason, and then subsequently traded. And that'll continue to happen in the NBA, though. I, I, I guess like we're we're tr- we're moving. Towards the era of players getting traded more and more often, but like you never like that that the superstar, the top five player, top ten player in the league never got traded. They never got traded. They would they would opt out in free agency. They would move somewhere like that. We started getting more and more uh, fluid with with free agency movement. Like LeBron was the big one that shifted the superstars moving in 2010 with the the decision when we went to Miami. But trades is kind of like forcing your way out with a trade is is a, is a big deal. So that means you have to give stuff up too. You're you're moving mid season. That's that's a very big deal. Kevin Durant's gone. Uh, I mean, w- w- do you want to start with Phoenix or with? Well, Brooklyn? I have a question. Okay. Phoenix, to me, as as we know, I am now the casual in this conversation. I'm very very hot right now. I'm trying to decompose myself a little bit. Um, <laughs> decompress. Decompress. Decompose means your your body. Yes, is I know. If I use the wrong word, kill me. Um, if I did, you might decompose. As a casual looking at this, Phoenix, to me, should be the overwhelming favorite to win an NBA title, if healthy. Yeah, well, that's, that's why. Because they won the big. most of the—they they, they, they led the NBA in wins last year. Yeah. And now you get Kevin Durant. Obviously, yeah. he was Bridges and Cam. Yeah, uh, right now, what are they in? Uh, I have Five standings. to one. Uh, as far as odds go, I, I, I think they immediately became the favorites in the West, right? Yes. Yeah. I, but I, they went from plus 480 to plus 500, which to me is a little sketchy. I would guess that, I mean, why are the Celtics such overwhelming? Why are the Celtics plus 275? And we'll, we'll move away from the betting after this. And why, why, are the, why are the Celtics much bigger favorites to win than 
the Phoenix. It seems like the Celtics have more competition in the East, and it seems like when both teams are healthy, Phoenix is the better team. I, I think this was a big shift in the West. You took out a potential contender in the East with the Brooklyn Nets. I mean, you know, they they Fair. might they might be a playoff team now, but. Uh, they're obviously not contending, and that was like one of the three or four teams that was like really contending at the top between Milwaukee, Boston, I guess Philadelphia, and I, I, even like Cleveland is like you know that's like a secondary contender though, and then and Brooklyn, but Brooklyn was always a big question mark. You know they had that great stretch before Durant went out with the MCL injury, and since then they kind of looked shaky, which is why Kyrie wanted out, and eventually Durant found his way out of uh, Brooklyn, but. So you already have one contender out. It's between three teams, really, that most people think is going to come out of the East. I, I still wouldn't completely count out some of the other teams. Like Miami's always uh, competitive, and I mentioned Cleveland before, and who knows what Atlanta's going to look like after the trade deadline. But it's mostly those three teams. Over in the West, it was, you know, that that f- that field between Denver. If, guess what it felt like? It felt like Denver was number one. Uh, Memphis is number two, and then there's a bunch of teams that could be number three. I mean, Phoenix clearly jumps Memphis now. It's not even a question. I, yeah, I guess. I mean, Memphis might have gotten better after the trade deadline, too. But Who'd they get? They got Luke Kennard. It's a <laughs> smaller trade. Luke Kennard's good. He's a good player. He wasn't even playing for the Clippers in the playoffs, he, if I remember. Uh, no, he, he, ended, he ended up making his way into rotation. He missed the first round. Uh, and he's been injured most of this year. Clippers are another team, too, that honestly, like, like idealistically, they're, you know, you look at their roster, like, why isn't this team that good, but they've had a really lack of cohesion because their two-star players haven't played all that much. But Phoenix, right? Phoenix, I, I think, is probably the favorite out of the out of the West, but you said the, the biggest reason as to why people could question it, which is health. Every year, uh, Chris Paul manages to get injured by playoff time. This year, Devin Booker missed a bunch of time during the regular season. He's still out, and then now Kevin Durant. This, this MCL injury, too, isn't like... This isn't the first time go around for him. I mean, he's what is he like thirty three years old, thirty four years old? Uh, three MCL injuries in the, or three knee injuries in the same knee. He had that torn meniscus a few years ago. So it's this guy's got mileage on him. It's not like this is this most guaranteed. This isn't him going to Golden State from a few years ago. This is him years later with a bunch of mileage packed on, with a bunch more injuries. Uh, still, can, still playing at an elite level. Still Maybe. playing is yeah. This might be the best basketball he's ever playing. That's true. I mean, the guy's just. Uh, I, I forget. I wish I could credit who, but you know, someone opened my eyes. So, like, this guy is the single most slottable, fittable, formidable, malleable superstar ever. Like, flat out ever. You could put him on any team and he fits immediately just because of his play style. Shot creator, plays great defense, can play make, play multiple zip positions. Like, there's no error fitting him with anyone. And then you throw him on a team with Chris Paul, Devin Booker, who are, you know, mid-range assassins. Kevin Durant does the same thing. Great shooters. Okay, all three of those guys could run as a ball handler in the pick and roll. You still have Aiton down there, too. It's th- This team, their starting lineup is the best starting five in basketball, even when you don't consider the fifth guy. Easily. It's, I mean, yeah, I, I can see as to why they're contenders, but it, it's still, there's still some questions, right? Uh, this year, Phoenix's depth has been a question. They've had a bunch of injuries. They're giving minutes to guys who were, weren't even in the NBA last year. And uh, the health. I mean, th- those are the two big things. Depth and health. Depth, you kind of need to come playoff time. Your, your, your rotation. Didn't they pick up some depth? Uh, they bought out two guys, maybe? Um, who they did they get a buyout guy? Oh, they got uh, Terrence Ross. I come, actually, yeah. that, that's a good pickup for them. I forgot. And I thought that I think Reggie was Reggie Jackson going there. Uh, was it confirmed? I don't remember if he ended up. I thought I, I thought you were the uh, expert here, man. I should not be. I should not be breaking this news. I don't think Reggie Jackson's on the team yet. Uh, I believe that Reggie Jackson is going to the Suns. He's going to the Nuggets. So you were ah, wrong. Ah, the Nuggets. So you were wrong. Son of a. 
Which is a great move for the Nuggets. I mean, the Nuggets, they killed it this trade deadline. Uh, well, kind of, actually. They had one of the worst moves of the trade deadline. All right, line. so let's move on here. Um, well, I, I just want to talk quickly about the Nets, too, because, I mean, this is like the single biggest disaster in NBA history. And it's not their fault. As far The Nets? No. How no. How can you blame the Nets? I, I think there's a ton of situational it's, stuff it's, that kind of screwed them. It's all on Kyrie Irving. But, I, I, like, listen. When you play with fire, don't be surprised when you get burnt. I, th- this you is, like that quote? No. You like anything I do? I'm still hot over that Goodell stuff. Yeah, you're, I'm like you're very like, frustrated. Still got some sweat. But um, where's I going? You completely threw me off my game. Look at that. That's what I do. No, not in a good way. Oh, yes. Cool. Uh, the Nets. Kyrie, what is there to say about Ky- the Nets? Kyrie Irving's a dumpster fire. At this point, it's, it's unde- indebatable. You can't argue it. Everywhere he goes is a disaster upon uh, departure. And Dallas fans, you better get used to... You know, the feeling of having uh, sour grapes. Because it, it, he's going to leave. He's going to disappoint you. Do they have a chance to win this year? I guess. 17-1 to 1 seems pretty juicy. Do you just have these odds embedded just, in your brain? Yes. I'm a gambler. I know all the odds. Yeah, I, the, the odd stuff doesn't really... I don't know. It's it, it's too much to follow. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't really... Because I don't really give too much credit to the odds. I, I guess it matters, right? Oh, it does. Take it from a guy that's been doing it for a long time. It I does. I guess it matters. It Except, does. Unless, you, of course, there's like a, a flag at the end of a game that uh, throws everything out the window. Yeah. I mean, one, one of these days you'll realize that we're all getting duped. The NFL's fixed. The NBA is fixed. The MLB is fixed. It's all fixed. It's all a big money-making corporation. We're just puzzle pieces, and <clears> we're getting moved by the uppers. We're getting moved by the suits. We're getting moved by the Matrix. And we're just a bunch of puzzle pieces. Don't black pill me here. This is not the time to be red-pilled, black-pilled, blue-pilled, any of this stuff. I, I'm i just trying to talk some, <laughs> some basketball. I can't get over it. I, I really know, can't get like over it. I know. You're actually upset, which makes I, it makes this like all like kind of funny to me. Uh, I, I just wanted to, uh, real quick with the Nets, um, it, it's crazy to think that, like, you know, you run. If it, you're you're saying this is all, you, you mentioned the Matrix. Let's let's bring this into Matrix mode, right? Pretend this scenario. This once you acquire James Harden, you already have Kyrie, Kevin Durant. You run that simulation ten times, and I would say they win a championship, probably eight of them. And they never won a playoff series. No, they did. They they went to the uh, second round. Oh, wow, they did. It's uh, nothing to really brag about, but they won a single playoff series with. Who they beat? Uh, I don't even remember. You should, you should know this. You should know this. Who they beat in the first round three years ago? Um, I guess I'm the quickly becoming the expert. I know. I knew they lost, and like that's another thing too. Look how they lost in that. We know they lost in Milwaukee because Durant's toe was on the line. Everybody exactly. You 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 run that back. You know it's, but you run the simulation ten times. Eight times they probably win a championship with that trio. I mean they were so overwhelmingly like amazing on the court. It's it, it's it's basketball uh, quality in in large portions you've never seen before. That's how good they were. Their, their numbers as, as a trio and they're on the floor were like unreal good. Their offense was the best in, in history by such a long margin it's not even worth mentioning. Uh, and then <laughs> the, the issue is you have some outside, you know, variables that kind of sprinkled in that kind of ruined it for them. Oh, yeah, because Kyrie Irving's a straight-up diva and the do, guy's straight-up tiring. Do you think if uh, the, the COVID pandemic never happened, do you think they would still all be in Brooklyn together? Why? What did COVID have to do with it? That's that's when we really started Ky- seeing Kyrie missing. Oh yeah, I guess he refused to get vaccinated, which you know at this point this agreed. Is, this I didn't want to get vaccinated. I got forced against my will, thanks to my mom. Thanks, mom. Oh, thanks to your mom. I thought it was to like to an employer or something. No, my mom made me get the vaccine if I wanted to be her son still, and there was a lot of talk. 
I don't like getting bullied by the suits, by the Matrix. Oh, I don't, and You're going to call your mom a suit now. Yeah, she is. She's part of the problem. Why do I not have a decision anymore? Okay. Well, whatever. I don't want to get into this stuff, though. Um, let's move on here. Where's Russell Westbrook going? I mean, that whole... Who knows? I, who... Like, realistically now, we, we, we asked ourselves that question. Where does he go? There's options. People are talking about a return to Washington. Miami's interested. The Clippers are interested. Who, like, besides Russell Westbrook, who benefits here from getting Russell Westbrook? Can he, can he help a team contend? I don't think so. What about the New York Knicks? They have a point guard who's better than Russell Westbrook. Yeah, but Russell Westbrook could come off the bench. He could uh, play a six-man that type didn't of work. role. He could play a, a two-guard type of role. People convinced themselves that because Russell Westbrook was getting a lot of rebounds and assists off the bench, he's averaging the most assists ever off the bench in NBA history this season. People were convincing themselves that he's like the front runner for uh, for six-man of the year. And I think the odds reflected that. I think he was the fav- favorite for six-man of the year. That's sad. It was consistent damaging basketball, especially in, in crunch time, which is like what your six-man are supposed to be there for, is not how you start... Your starting five doesn't matter in basketball. That's that's all kind of naysay. You know, it, it matters for things like six man of the year. But it's how you close your games and how he was closing games. He was in the closing lineup a lot, but a lot of times he was forced out of the closing lineup because he sucked so bad because he was so damaging. Because he took the ball away from LeBron James, and when you take the away from the ball away from LeBron James, you have to have a use. Become a spot up shooter. Become a great defender. Become uh, anything else but a cutter. He refused to do all three of those things. He would not. He, he's useless off the ball. Useless. Does nothing. Stands there, does nothing. Uh, doesn't even move off the ball, which is why, like, an off-ball... He, he'd be a great cutter. He's so athletic. He's fast. He can, he can move around the court. He refuses to do that. Horrible defender. W- what are you providing in late-game situations when the ball isn't in your hands? Now, even, it's surprising that you say he's a horrible defender. He's a great athlete. Yeah, there's a lot of great athletes in the NBA who are horrible defenders. They just don't commit. And that's what it's about, pretty much, on a it's, defensive end, no? There's guys who aren't athletic that become great defenders because they just force themselves into it. Draymond Green was never, like, the greatest athlete. I mean, he's strong for his size. He's very strong for his size. But he's never, like, you know, he can never jump the highest or run the fastest. But the guy just has way more effort than, like, every guy ever. So, that's like look, that's that's what it is a lot of the times. Defense is hustle. Uh, let's stick with the Lakers here. What, what about the new look Lakers? Are they a pretender or a contender now? Well, if you— Well, now LeBron's hurt. yeah. He's missed the last three games. Uh, they lost again yesterday. Kev- uh, Anthony Davis, <laughs> after the game, deactivated his Instagram. So it's getting messy. And you know, you saw that whole debacle with the record. Oh, wait, yesterday. Thing. Did they lose yesterday? They lost yesterday. What a mess that team is. And like, we're, we're talking, people, like, <laughs> this, this is the thing, too. We have to be sober up when we talk about the Los Angeles Lakers. Just, everyone's drunk with the Los Angeles Lakers all the time because they have LeBron and they're in LA. It's, it's so easy to you talk about them with all this glamour. They won a championship. You know, it's not like they haven't done this before. They've won a championship in LA, LeBron, AD, etc. But this is a different team now. You know, we're talking about, is this the, is this the trade that makes them contenders? They got Malik Beasley. They got uh, Jared Vanderbilt. They got Mo Bamba, too. All three of those, I think, are great pickups. They only gave up a first-round pick to get uh, Beasley and Vanderbilt, which I think they did great. A top four protected first round pick. And, but what are we doing here, man? They're in 13th place in the West. 13th. So, pretender. They're, they're two and a half games out from the play in alone. They have to win three straight games without anyone else winning a single game to just make it into the 10th seed. To have one chance or two chances to make it into a playoff spot. And then from the playoff spot, they have to play a team that's better than them at a high seed. The Lakers. Or would be lucky to make the plan at this point. All right, um, quickly in the NBA, then I want to go into the UFC before we go here. Best deal. Okay, best individual trade. First off, I love the Bucks getting Jay Crowder. 
They only gave up two second rounders for him. Uh, and this is a guy who they had their, their eyes on all season. People were worried if they had to give up Pat Connaughton, Grayson Allen, Javon Carter, and a first round pick, etc. Giving up two second rounders is great for them. Another person we mentioned before, the Denver Nuggets, on two sides of a trade. Uh, the Denver Nuggets acquired Thomas Bryant from in that four-team trade that sent Mo Bamba to the Lakers. From the Lakers. Yeah, and uh, that's one big issue that the Nuggets have had all year. Actually, the last like five years with Nikola Jokic is they've never had like a backup center. As soon as they, as soon as he gets off the floor, they just get killed. And he, you know, it, it's such a drastic difference from like the best player in the NBA and Nikola Jokic to who before the season was arguably the worst player in the NBA, DeAndre Jordan. He was your backup center before this. Zeke Naji is young. He makes a lot of mistakes. I think he has a bright future, but he's not the right uh, backup center. Thomas Bryant has been great with the uh, Lakers this year. I love the, get them getting him. On the other side of the coin, they gave up Bones Highland for two second rounders, which is, I think, just a malpractice there. I know he had he was bumping heads with Jamal Murray, but him getting traded for just two second rounders, he could have probably gone for a first round pick in in last offseason, and they totally blew it there. Last one I want to talk about. Uh, actually, <laughs> we mentioned it before. I like the uh, I like the Luke Kennard going to the Grizzlies. I think that's sneaky a good trade, but I have no idea what the Warriors did with, with the whole James Wiseman thing. I know they ended up getting Gary Payton, which that's been a disaster. So they traded him where? James Wiseman. second go- pick in the draft, James Wiseman, over LaMelo Ball. Over LaMelo Ball. And, and he went where? Now, well, now he's going to be playing in, in Detroit. And they got who for him? Uh, it's a four-team trade. They okay. traded away Sadiq Bey to the Hawks, which the I think— The guy that got in the fight with LeBron? What? No. No, that you're thinking of Isaiah Stewart. Isaiah Stewart, yeah, it was Sadiq Bay. Uh, Sadiq Bay. I mean, the fact that the the Bucks or the Hawks got him for three second, three second rounders is kind of crazy. I mean, Sadiq Bay. This guy dropped 51 points in the game last season, and like it was, he's a third year player, good shooter, solid defender, big sized wing. Trading him for second rounders or for James Wiseman, I guess you get in return, which is a flyer. James Wiseman could still be something. He has potential. James Wiseman is in like in his fourth year. The guys you have to try to get start to, you know, give up a little bit of hope soon. I never really had too much hope with him coming out of the draft. I didn't have him in my top twenty. Or maybe I I think I had him eighteenth in that uh draft class, but I never really saw the 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 vision with James Wiseman. I sure as hell don't see it now. I mean, the guy's been a complete disaster on the basketball court. So I like the Hawks against Sadiq Bay. Warriors, they got Gary Payton back, which is kind of funny, that whole, whole ordeal. And they got three second rounders, so I guess they got something decent out of it. But yeah, that, I guess I like that trade for uh, for the Hawks, especially. All right, to the UFC. Okay. Good event. Good, good, good card on Saturday. No? I, the, I think the card, it's, the card was just weak. I it mean, was a weak card, but the fights were pretty good. Yeah. Uh, I, thought, I thought the, you know, there, there's always, you judge a card two ways. You judge it before on paper and afterwards on by result. Usually the cards that are shittiest, usually the cards that suck the most on paper are uh, the best on, like, they end up just being like bangers, like banger after banger at each fight. But I, I think it was a solid card afterwards. You watch it back. The main card kind of went by quick. It was four finishes and the last card was, the last fight was the fight of the night so you can't be disappointed there what do you think about the fight of the night the Makachev Volkanovski fight a lot of um a lot the, of questions detractors like I guess uh, I think a lot of people just I have qualms with this fight I have a lot of qualms with how this fight went down okay uh what are your qualms my qualms are in the fourth round Makachev simply stalled all round 
Yeah, and he I won guess. the round and he won the fight because I mean, first of all, the one judge gave it forty nine forty six. That's that's straight up. I don't, blasphemous. I don't, I don't disagree with it. I think the only, the only round. So that- I guess there's a reason why we always disagree, and I don't know why, and I don't like to disagree with you, but we continuously always disagree, and I don't get why. The only round I think Volkanovski clearly won was uh, five. And I, I thought he won I, the third round. You could argue the second round he won. I, I th- he, the first round was pretty close. And the too. first round was close. But too. that's what happens when you have three. Like, when you, if you, that's the that's the issue with uh, a lot of the issue of judging in the UFC is you get three judges, right? You could have those three judges uh, could be the only three judges to see the fight that score that way. You ask a hundred other people and they see it. It's a most of it is opinion and the way ju- there's issue a slew of issues with how judges uh, or how fights are scored too. The scoring in, in, in MMA is, is a slew of issues. How do you not call stalling? Because that's not stalling is you could do uh, the the referee could like sit, stand people up for stalling, but he, he had sat dominant, there for five minutes. He had a and body nothing, triangle. Though. It's it's it's. He didn't attempt a submission. He didn't attempt any type of damage. He sat there. He it's, did nothing. He, he, he held a dominant position with having having. It was the, not a dominant position. Having a body triangle, having someone's back with a body triangle is a dominant position. Mike Garcia wants to weigh in. All right. So basically, in the rules of the criteria, damage is the main thing that would get yeah, you for scoring in terms of a round being won. However. However, Islam was dominant in terms of effective grappling on that fourth round. So that's why the judges gave it to him. Yeah. Oh, I thought he won the round because you couldn't have given it to Volkanovski. What did he do? He just lay there and got angry. That's like, the kind of the flip side you of can't, it. You can't stand him up and say, you're because st- in actual, I know it's different, but in wrestling, you get called for stalling, and you actually, I believe you lose a point yeah. in actual lose, wrestling. You, I don't think anyone's ever lost a point in, for stalling in the UFC. You could get uh, stood up for stalling. You could get warnings for stalling. This happened before, but uh, that, that that's... I, I know you don't watch UFC too much, but that's like. Far- so why do you put words into my mouth? That's I didn't put any words in your mouth. I'm telling you that you don't watch the UFC why? too much. Why? I watch the UFC every card, every you, single card I watch. You watch every pay per view. Yes. You don't watch every card. And I don't even watch it. I'm just lying. I know. I don't even know. You're, you're just arguing to argue right I know, now. It's I fun. know. I know you don't watch that much MMA. You don't have to lie about this. Uh. I, I have no issue with it. I think it's fine. I think a lot of people had issues with it just because they don't like Islam Makhachev. Okay. That's kind of been an issue. So you agree with so. the outcome of the fight? Uh, I had it scored the same way. Mike, what would you have scored that fight? Not listening. Uh, Mike? Michael! Not listening. This is his time to shine. He wants I, to be I had, I had the fight scored the same way, 48-47. I, I forget what rounds. I had. I mean, I would have given it to Makachev, but the only reason I would have given it to Makachev is because you have to give him the fourth round in which he did nothing. He did no damage. I mean, there wasn't a ton of damage in the fight overall. Pound for pound, I feel like Volkanovski might be the better fighter. Is that fair to say? Yeah, he's the pound for pound ratings came out today, and he's still number one. And so do they, re- do they run it back now? They could. I, I, that's not a fight I'm like opposed to. That's why people are kind of disappointed with the decision. I think this just sets up like another... I, I think both should defend against uh, contenders in their division once, at least. And then... Because Volkanovski really doesn't have too much to anyone else. He's Yair just won. Yair Rodriguez just won. The, the, he looks good. He looks good, Yair. Yeah, Yair looked good, but he's... Uh, he's, he's a really good fighter. Let's he looked real. really good. His fight before that, that uh, propelled him to interim... Championship, which was a stupid interim championship, stupid. Because Volkanovski defended his title earlier this year. He's not uh, vacating the division. He and also neither Yair nor Josh Emmett deserve to hold a belt. No. I mean, to be straightforward, if Yair beats Volkanovski, then you give him his belt. The fact that now for history he's going to have a belt uh, cemented next to his name is stupid because he didn't earn it. He lost. Yair is on a two-fight win streak right now. He lost to Max Holloway a year ago, and he got. I mean, it was a good fight, but he got beat fairly clearly. So he, this isn't a guy that's been like he's a clear second best in division. He's not even the second best in his division. All right. 
And I think he's. I think it's no chance. Of and with that, chance. I have two two things before we get out of here. My oh, first okay. thing is for anybody that wants to push back on me about this NFL call, go back to last year's Super Bowl. And I just because I was watching, I was watching it this this morning because because I'm my rate still. Go back to the holding. Yes, go back to the holding (laughs) play that they called on third down. First of all, there was a false start on the left tackle and the right tackle on that play. I could pull it up if I make this video right here. That's a false start. Now, if you pause it again here, they called holding. Sure, his hand is. The linebacker's hand is on Cup's back, but if you look at both other cornerbacks, they're both doing the same exact thing. You could call holding on every single play if you want to. You have to let these guys play a little bit. We favor the offense so much. It's just so tiring. And then. My last question is, what are you doing for Valentine's Day? Uh, my girlfriend lives in another state right now, so nothing. Okay, so a big, fat load of nothing. Is, is this you trying to ask me out on a date? No, that's all I got. What Wrap are you doing? it up. Um, I keep that under the wraps. How are you going to ask me and then you can't even... It's none of your business what I'm doing. No, it is my business. You ask me, you can't just say it's none of my business. What are you doing? Nothing. No, what are you doing? I don't have any no, plans. No, what are you doing? I don't have any plans. No joke. Now you do. I might try to slide up. Ah no! See, I'm a class act. Wrap it up. It's over. No, we're we're gonna we'll f- right, once stop. the camera's Don't off. We're gonna stuff. Wrap it up. Okay, uh, that's been another episode of the uh, Casual and Connoisseur. I'm Phil Dixon, and I'm Mike Didino. A sad Mike Didino. I rate Mike Didino. I rate. Hopefully next week, you know. You know what they say, man. Temp goes down. Anger is just another form of depression. Where do you keep getting these stupid sayings? From? I've been watching The Sopranos. Oh, okay, that's a good show. You like that show? I, yeah, I like feel it. like I fit in with that crew. <laughs> yeah, okay. What? <laughs> we'll leave it at that. <laughs> so, right? That wraps it up. See That's you next delusion. week. That's <laughs> delusion.